host of the That's Ball Folks podcast. I'm your host, Josh Reynolds. This is episode 11. My voice is absolutely shot, and it sounds like I'm going through puberty, so I apologize. Uh, there have been a million things that have been happening. Uh, my voice, first, I lost because of the Utah Utes game, Pac-12 champions. Philly finally got a little glimpse of what Britton Covey can do, uh, which all of us here in Utah have already known. Uh, we find out live while recording this, if the voters finally get it right and decide to elect Dale Murphy into the Baseball Hall of Fame, James Harden returns, makes his very much anticipated return for the Sixers tomorrow against the Rockets. The Pelicans are more than for real. The Dallas Mavericks need to figure it out. We talk about Anthony Simons, Trey Young, Jose Alvarado. We'll go over all that. How's everybody doing? Again, my apologies about my voice. <laughs> we got to talk about it. I sound like I'm a chain smoker or I'm going through puberty. Maybe everything mixed together. This is probably like nails on a chalkboard to listen to. So I apologize, but I just have a lot to say. So I'm going to talk about it. Uh, what a weekend. So for those who watched the Pac-12 championship game down in Las Vegas, the Utes, USC, was absolutely amazing. It's one of the best football games I've ever been to in person. We'll start with the first quarter. Uh, it was brutal. 17-3. to Not good. There were many thoughts of like, well, Utah kind of limped their way into this. It was a miracle we're even in this game. I just hope USC doesn't hang 60 points on our head. And that's that's exactly what it looked like was going to happen. I made a joke, not so funny joke, but I made it anyway, that if while down 17 to 3, I just said out loud to try to lighten the mood, "Hey, if we don't come back and win this game, uh I'm going to leave the church." <laughs> I'm a Mormon. It was a joke. I'm not leaving the church. However, after making that joke, uh Utah ended up outscoring them 43 to 7. So clearly, it was written in the stars. I am made and supposed to be a member of the Mormon church, and I will be. I can't even believe it, man. What a game. Cam Rising was unbelievable, but despite taking maybe the biggest hit that I've ever seen in person, um, it looked like his head popped off. Then watching the replay, like everything about it, he got destroyed. But he played phenomenally. And I want to give a shout-out to Jaquendon Jackson. Those not familiar, Jaquendon Jackson was a quarterback who transferred from Texas to Utah. He transferred because he was best friends with Utah running back Ty Jordan. Ty Jordan, uh, reminder, was the running back who was tragically killed uh, on Christmas morning and was one of the, uh, truly, he was the best running back. He was a freshman, and we saw him only play during the COVID year, but he was very much on pace to be the best running back that the University of Utah has ever seen. Jaquindon Jackson transfers to be with his buddy. Obviously, terrible things happen. He ends up staying at Utah. He doesn't win the backup uh, quarterback role. He doesn't win that job. Didn't win it last year. Didn't win it this year. Dude just wants to play. He's an athletic freak. He's 6'2", 230, just bulldozes people really fast, really quick and shifty. He just wants to play. So they start putting him in on special teams, kick returns, punt returns, things like that, not even receiving just to be out there. He then ends up becoming a running back. Now, he was a running back in high school before they moved him to quarterback, so uh, he had some experience, 
But being a running back your freshman year of high school is way different than being a running back at a Pac-12 school playing against college athletes. They move him to running back, and he kind of just, funny enough, hits the ground running right away. He, he, I think he actually got meaningful carries for Utah six games ago, and he dominated. And if you watch that Pac-12 championship game, you saw a little glimpse of it. It helps with their Utah's normal, regular starting running back, Tavion Thomas, announced that he was hurt. He's going to be out. He's going to the draft. That's great. But that opened the door wide open for Jaquindon Jackson, and it was pretty awesome to see him do what he did. Seeing an entire offseason with Jaquindon Jackson at running back is going to be a very scary thing and an amazing thing as a University of Utah football fan. I cannot wait to see it, but I had to give him a shout-out because he's he's been amazing. To go from like our fourth string quarterback to one, I mean, he led in carries for us. Like, that's unbelievable. Shout out to him. So, Utah's headed back to the Rose Bowl for the second time in two years. Amazing. Last year was the best college football game I've ever seen in person. Went toe to toe with Ohio State. Was unbelievable. Fell short, couldn't get it done. Utah now has Penn State in the Rose Bowl. So if any of my Philly listeners out there are Penn State fans and you want some action on this game, hit me up. I genuinely think this is Utah's year to win it, and I would love nothing more. Let's get at it. Let's go. That transitions us right into the Philadelphia Eagles. Winning today in convincing fashion in the A.J. Brown revenge game against his old team, the Tennessee Titans. 11-1. and the Eagles had their most dominant win of the season by far, not even close. And what I just want to talk about for a brief second, because I've been harping on it ever since I started this podcast, Britton Covey, man, awesome. I am so happy that Philly finally got to see what we have seen and known and come to love for a long time here in Utah. Covey had 105 punt return yards today. That's the second most of any NFL player this season behind the dude uh, on the New England Patriots, Marcus Jones, I believe is his name. He had 109 in that game against the Jets when he ran that uh, punt back for to, to win it. Philly knows he's tough as nails. They call him crash test dummy, which is hilarious. But if you watch him out there, he's just been getting destroyed. It's kind of wild now all of a sudden to see one game where special teams starts to click. People start to actually do their assignments and block, and Covey just looked more confident. I know it, I know he's had it in him this entire time, but it was pretty awesome to see. So shout out Covey, shout out the Birds, 11-1, and one. amazing dominant win, dominant win. Speak, let's stay on the Philly, let's stay on the Philly topic. James Harden making a very needed return to the Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow against the Houston Rockets. Kind of fun that it's in Houston, uh, his former team. But this is this is a spark that the Sixers need so, so desperately. We've talked about it before, but it is going to be fascinating to see how Doc Rivers, who, by the way, I sound like Doc Rivers. This is how he sounds like. He's, his voice is just a lot lower than mine. But I'm fascinated to see how Doc Rivers is going to find minutes when everybody slowly starts coming back. Harden's going to be back again tomorrow. But what happens when Maxie's back? You have to allow Shake to do his thing. You have to. So what happens when he comes back? Maxie. 
How do you find those minutes for Shake? It's going to be very, very fascinating, but I'm not paid to do that. So we'll, we'll see what Doc can do. Uh, look, I'm going to give Doc some credit. He kept this team afloat. Yes, guys stepped up. They played big time. Melton was amazing. Shake, amazing. But Doc did a good job at keeping this team afloat while Embiid was out, while Harden's out, while Maxie's out. Now the Sixers are coming off of a loss back-to-back against the Grizzlies and the Cavs. Didn't show any heart against Cleveland. Put up a little bit more fight against uh, Memphis. But now we've got Houston. we got the Lakers, the Hornets, and the Kings. The Kings are playing some fun basketball. We talked about it last week. But these are winnable games. These are four winnable games. Yes, the Lakers are stringing together some wins. We'll talk about them later. But you've got to win these games, especially with Harden coming back. I imagine that he's on some sort of minute restriction. So that's going to allow Shake to still be able to do his thing before Maxi comes back. But I will be very excited to have Harden back, and I'll be very excited to have Harden back fully, no minute restrictions coming up against the Warriors. Uh, the game's on the 16th, and I believe that he should have all minutes restrictions, barring any setbacks, knock on wood, uh, taken off. I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. James Harden, please, we need you. We, we need the old James Harden just from earlier this season back. Let's go. Also, He's coming back way earlier than I originally anticipated, which is a that has to be a great sign, especially for somebody who's maturing and getting a little bit older as far as NBA terms go and his NBA lifespan. So all all good signs. I'm excited to see him back on the court, excited to see how things gel. Embiid obviously doing his thing. So Harden's gonna just gonna I fully anticipate him to just step into a role, his role he's very familiar with, and they're not gonna skip a beat. I'm looking forward to it. So just now, the vote results came in for the Baseball Hall of Fame, and uh, Dale Murphy was not elected. So for this vote, the voters needed to, essentially each player had to have 12 of the 16 votes available. Fred McGriff, very deserving player, is in the Hall of Fame. That is it. That's the only player who made it. Don Mattingly had eight votes. Kurt Schilling had seven. And Dale Murphy only had six. What the hell, man? Also, Chipper Jones, who was on the voting committee, calls out sick. So they had to replace him. I would imagine Chipper Jones probably votes for Dale Murphy. But that only gets him to seven votes. What a joke. Absolute joke. I think Don Mattingly and Dale Murphy should be in the in the Hall of Fame. Makes me really, really mad. And I sound even more mad because my voice is hoarse. But the second the results came out, I tweeted it. Just saying that, hey, baseball continues to get this wrong. Again, no knock on McGriff. He deserves it. But so does Dale. And some clown... I don't even, I've never seen this human being before or heard of them, uh, but they're a clown on Twitter and they don't understand how the voting works. So I'm not even going to say their name because they don't deserve, uh, <laughs> they don't, they don't deserve the attention. Oh, really annoying. Really, really annoying. He's going to get in eventually. I, I truly believe that. But how it's taken this long makes no sense and is an absolute joke. Unbelievable. I will I will go. I'm young. I'm 31. 
I will go to my grave that Del Murphy deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I wasn't even alive when he played. Ugh. Anyway, frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Okay, friends, by now you know I'm a huge fan of Griffles Plasma, but you may not know why I'm a fan. I mean, when I started donating plasma, I literally had no idea why I was giving. Where my plasma went, who it helped, if anybody, none of it, nada. But later, my dad had surgery and complications that he battled for like 14 years. That's when I learned all about plasma, and my whole family got on the plasma donation roster. Why? Because plasma makes medicines, and anyone, you, me, a friend, family member, heck, even an all-star shooting guard, anyone could need plasma medicine at any time. So if you're looking to help somebody, if you want to show your good side, give plasma. Sure, you get compensated every donation, but this is about so much more. Learn how plasma helps people and find a center near you at grifflesplasma.com. Tell them Josh sent you. This advertisement is a paid promotion. There's genuinely few things I love more than a quality shirt that represents my squads that I can wear any day of the week. My guys over at Die Hard Addicts have some of the best Philly sports shirts you could ever dream of. Whether it's the Sixers, the Phillies, the Birds, they've got you covered with all things Philly sports. We're not talking those like cheap, thin quality shirts either. They've got heavy duty, good quality graphic tees that are money. I just scored the Princess Diana shirt for her wearing that Birds jacket. Couldn't possibly love it more. Hit them up on Instagram at DieHardAddicts or visit them at their website at www.DieHardAddicts.com. When you find something you like, use code JOSH24 for 10% off your order. DieHardAddicts, providing DieHard's custom gear to support their addiction. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you sick of spending time caring for your lawn? Have you spent too much time mowing it or even just keeping it alive? Are you tired of wasting resources and money watering it? If you are like me, the answer is yes to all of those. You should consider artificial grass. Beehive Turf out of northern Utah will transform your yard into looking beautiful all year round. Check out Beehive Turf on Instagram. Give them a call today for a free quote. Beehive Turf, take the sting out of caring for your lawn. So we need to talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. I love everything about this New Orleans Pelicans team. You've got Zion, who's back. He's doing his thing. No minute restriction, anything. You've got C.J. McCollum, who at this point with this team, he can have a bad game and they still win. You look at today, for example, Sunday, had seven points. He had Jose Alvarado, who stepped it up, which we'll talk about a little bit later. 
You've got Valanciunas, who's a reliable big down low. Trey Murphy the third is one of the best wing defenders in the NBA. And that's not even counting Brandon Ingram, who's arguably the best scorer. He's missed the last four games. The Pelicans have found themselves one game behind first place. That's the Phoenix Suns. They also, people don't think about this, the Lakers, yes, they've strung together some wins. They still have the seventh worst record in the NBA. They're 10 and 12. The Pelicans have their first round unprotected pick. Now, we need to talk about the Lakers for a second. Anthony Davis, yes, the Lakers have strung together some wins. It's awesome. It's great to see. I don't like the Lakers, but it's still good to see. They're 10 and 12. Just barely the game ended against the Wizards in a win. Anthony Davis balled out. Absolutely balled out. The dude is playing unconscious basketball right now. However, it's only been 10 games, right? Like, people are talking about him being in the MVP discussions, everything like that. We we need to chill out a bit. <laughs> we need We need to relax. He's playing really well again. But we need to relax there. Over his last little bit, he's just, again, he's dominating. Anthony Davis tonight at 55 points, 17 rebounds, 3 blocks. His 10th straight double-double. That's great. But here's here's my knock on AD, who I have said in the past I think is overrated. He's A, made of glass. It's sad, but you know he's going to get injured at some point in the near future. And B, they're just not winning games. They're 10 and 12. I, I like to say let's give it 30 games into the season before we accurately assess a team. But the Lakers are 10 and 12. And before last week, everybody was crushing them. So let's let's pump the brakes a bit. But back to the Pelicans. I'm all about it. I am fully on board. Jose Alvarado, man. I can't even believe it. 38 points on 19 shots. He was 8 for 11 from 3 in a win against a good Denver Nuggets team. This, this team's fun. Alvarado went from the dude who everybody knew just for being a pesky defender who would hide and, and steal the inbounds pass to a real contributor on a real good team. Good for the Pelicans. I love them. And this, this whole rebuild process, I mean, good for them. They deserve all this love that's coming their way. And I think they're going to have a great season. Now, somebody who I am not nearly as high on at this point into the season is the Dallas Mavericks. They're 11 and 11. Besides Luka, this team is a total bummer. A total bummer. He gets no help. Tim Hardaway Jr., he's an all or nothing guy. He's not consistent. Spencer Dinwiddie's been the exact same thing. For crying out loud, the other day he had two points on two shots in 28 minutes against an overtime loss to the Pistons. Bertans gets no play, no minutes. Reggie Bullock has finally turned back into himself after last year's playoffs when he was unbelievable against the Jazz. Christian Wood hasn't been anything spectacular. He's fine. They're a piece away. And what's really sad is that Brunson really, really hurt them leaving. I still think Brunson got overpaid 100%. But they're a piece away. They signed Kimba Walker. It's like a fun story. He's not going to do anything. He might not even play. You can tell that Luka is really actually visibly frustrated. The good news for the Mavericks, Cuban is an amazing owner who I think they're going to be very aggressive. They're going to be buyers at the deadline. And you know that they're going to do something. 
They're very, very mediocre at the moment. And that, that, that will change. They're sitting in 10th in the West. Again, I like to get to that 30-game mark before we accurately assess it, but you can look at this team and see very clearly that there is a, a hole, a missing piece. They're a piece away. Now, speaking of a piece, this came out of nowhere. Yes, we've seen little little glimpses here and there. Anthony Simons for the Portland Trailblazers is a baller. He is a baller. Look, the Blazers are only 12 and 11. They're in ninth place in the West. They've been playing without Dame Lillard, who's about to make his return. But while Dame has been out, Simons has been a revelation. He had 45 points on 25 shots the other night. He had seven threes. They beat a Jazz team who, yes, is on a slide, but they are still really good at home. Coming to Utah and beating the Jazz in their building is a tough thing to do, and Simons led the way. That dude is a hooper. He can play, and I'm big on him. Somebody I'm not big on is Trey Young. What just came out today, he had an altercation with head coach Nate McMillan. Look, we've seen this. We've seen this. He does this. This is this is what Trey Young does. He did it with Lloyd Pierce. He runs him out of town. Shams wrote an article about it, and the quote was, key personnel around the team believe that Young simply must find a way to become a more productive and positive face of the franchise. Those are really strong words coming from Shams. We know that Shams doesn't really say negative things about clutch clients, and Trey is a clutch guy. I'm not... I, I'm I'm so outspoken on Trey Young. I don't like him. Never have. He bugs me like crazy. Maybe on court, on the court, I should like him. But the way he plays bugs me. Clearly, the way that he is and handles things with the coach that bugs me. But what bugs me even more is that the Hawks are currently sitting in fourth place in the East. Like, why is he all of a sudden getting into it with the head coach? They're in a really good spot. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not a fan. Haven't been a fan of Trey Young. He bugs me. And he will continue to bug me as long as he does stuff like this. It's a joke. That's all I've got for you guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry if you've made it to this point of the episode. My voice is killing me. It's legit hurting my throat. But I just had a lot of stuff I needed to talk about. So there you go. I hope you all have a fantastic week. I'm excited for Harden to come back. There's some great basketball games lined up. We found out today the college football playoff. I think they got it right with the four teams, TCU and Ohio State staying in. I honestly feel bad for USC with the great season that they had. Again, two losses to Utah, but now they're playing Tulane in their bowl game. That sucks. Got to feel for them there. I feel great about Utah. Again, you know as my voice. I don't know. Just great things ahead. Eagles still dominating. Cowboys are playing right now, who I hate, but they're still going. Ugh, amazing. Anyway, I love you all. Hope you all have a fantastic week. My voice will come back eventually, I'm sure. And that's ball, folks. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. 
high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.